Even though my whole world was changed, there was still so much more left. I can do anything an able-bodied person can do. I'll just do it my way. It doesn't matter what, what it is, you will get to where you want to get to and you will be happy again. Hello and welcome to Life Rolls On, a podcast series where you hear stories from people living well after a life-altering injury. This podcast is powered by Hire, a disability support platform connecting people like me with top-notch support workers. I'm your host, Steve Rao, someone who's been navigating a life-changing disability since my spinal cord injury five years ago. In this episode, I'm speaking with Chloe Kennedy, who I met several years ago when we both were playing wheelchair rugby. For this chat, we're catching up just as she's ramping back up to full-time work in her role with New South Wales Health Pathology, where she's a business development officer. Chloe also runs her own business called Beyond Adaptive, which offers all kinds of adaptive equipment to help people like me and Chloe go about their day. So now full-time, trying to do my little side business and look after a -a three-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, wow, that's a lot going on. (laughs) That is epic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to just to chuck that in there as well, just to add a little bit of some some extra to it. Yeah, Chloe and her partner had their daughter Aurora in the years after Chloe sustained a spinal cord injury. In 2017, while skiing, Chloe was involved in an accident that saw her become a C6 quadriplegic. I'll let Chloe tell you more about her injury in a moment, but first, I ask her, "And how how's Aurora going?" Good. Yeah, she's in. So just the last two weeks since I've gone full time, she's now in uh daycare five days a week so it was kind of breaking my heart last week because she was still adjusting and she was crying and I don't want to go to school or I mean it's daycare I don't want to go to school and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't have done this and maybe I shouldn't be full-time and um but she's been getting herself dressed and um oh let's go to school and so I feel a bit better this week. That's awesome. Yeah. So she's done yeah, a bit of a 180 and getting keen for it now. Yeah, wow. Pretty crazy going full time. How's it feel going back like five days? Um, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Mm. Um, so it's still getting used to it. Uh, at least it's yeah. the job. Uh, I haven't changed jobs or anything. So at least I That's know good. what I'm doing. Um, but I think I'm just still getting used to it, trying to work in my mm. uh, exercise physiology and my physio. Yes. And, oh, when am I going to talk to the OT? And, yes. Oh, um, yeah. 100%. When am I going to do boring swimming lessons? And uh, when I was part time, it was easy. I did everything on my days off. On the days off. Yeah, I'm exactly. Happy. Just have time. When you've yeah. got two days off in a weekday, it's easy. I'll do my exercise physiology Monday, Aurora's swimming lessons Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I've got to go and do that medical appointment. Sure, let's do it on my day yeah. off. Yeah. But now yeah. trying to work all of that in while working and totally. pick up, drop off, uh, all of that. Yeah, jeez. But... Yeah, there's heaps going on. As you can hear, Chloe has a very full life, something she might not have imagined having after she was seriously injured. My um, spineversary, I call it, was two days ago. Oh, wow, um, nice. <laughs> That's such a good name for it. <laughs> It's been six years for me. Um, I was skiing in Italy and I didn't know at the time. I only found out a few years later when I was speaking to the emergency team that rescued me um, that there was a lot of fog um, on the mountain. So when I came down, 
I couldn't see where I was going, um, ended up at like a fork where there's probably the beginner's run on one side and the black run on the other side, ended up on the black run. And I think I did sort of a catapult, um, landed on my neck, broke it, um, and then went to hospital, was put in a coma for eight days. So the first week I've got no memory. Um, and then came to all my family were there, had flown to Italy. Um, and then I think I was there for about another week, just getting um, a little bit more uh, strength before they put me on a flight to come back to Australia. And yeah. then um, I guess the next nine months I spent in rehab. Yeah, nice. Uh, Royal Rehab or did you go to Prince of Wales? I went to Prince of Wales. So I started at Royal North Shore for about a month mm. and then went to Prince of Wales for the rest. At the time, did you realise like the injury straight away or like yeah. in terms of the impact? And- no way. It took, I think, a while for it to fully um, resonate with me and to realize what had happened. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was all the drugs that they put you on and that's why I didn't know. But, um, yeah, I think as the weeks went on, it sort of became clear and it was a bit depressing and all the different emotions. But yeah, yeah, get through it. I think everyone yeah. goes through similar. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because I was the same. I didn't. I feel like an idiot now, but like looking back on it, I didn't really know much about spinal or anything. So when I got hurt, I was like, I just was like, oh yeah, like surely you'd be right. Like after a while, like you feel like you know young and healthy, and oh yeah, it's a bit weird what's going on right now, but surely. Oh, I mean, I said to my sister in Italy, uh, I understand. I'll need a wheelchair for a little bit because um, my body's really weak, but I won't need it forever. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what Heck I was doing. Yeah. And I was so naive to spinal cord injuries too. Mm. Probably I get annoyed now when people make assumptions, but I was probably one of those people that yeah. made assumptions and, yeah, oh, yeah. someone's in a wheelchair. Oh, they just can't walk. Um, no, that's not the case. Some people yeah. can walk. And some people have feeling and some people have some movement and there's yeah. so much. Totally, yeah. Like everything, every single injury is different. There's like something unique about every situation and like yeah. yeah and also that the the no walking is just one thing that's going on that they're dealing with like there's so many things oh to go my manage god and... tell me about it yeah and then and when like... you meet people that are just oh so will you walk one day it's like probably not but that's yeah. the least of my work yeah exactly yeah there's like a yeah a whole like <laughs> yarn of things that we could talk about about it but yeah there's so many other frustrating i guess things that you've got to manage along the way that like as you said, like we were probably exactly in that camp of people that didn't know about all those yeah. things. But yeah, once you're in the situation, you kind of go, okay, yeah, there's a lot more going on like than you first yeah. think or first realize. Okay. So yeah, because I was the same. I had no idea about that stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's a bit uh, kind of steep learning curve you've got to go through there. Yeah. Um, did anything like help you come to terms with the injury like itself in those early days? Like anything that you'd recommend if people had, you know, maybe just a few months ago had something like this happen? what would you kind of recommend to them like to turn the corner kind of thing? I truly believe um, it's good to still try and do some of the things you're doing before, 
um, like I went straight back into into doing some work, um, which helped me kind of get away from my my injury, my disability, because that's, you know, all that's going through your head when you're in hospital. And mm. I had a good group of girlfriends um, that would come and they would take me out. Um, so if we had a dinner, um, they would call ahead and make sure it was accessible and then yeah. just making you feel like it was just like before. So, yeah. um, and they helped with any little things like at the time, I wasn't as strong, so they would help cut things up for me or if I needed um, them to feed something to me or pass something to me or can I have a straw or whatever it was, yeah. um, nothing was was weird. Um, and then I guess it was really supportive having my partner around and he did the same. Like he tried to get me to come out and, you know, go for a coffee or go and have um uh, go back to his place and just sort of try and be normal, have a normal dinner. Um, and then also having my family come in all the time and visit. And yeah. Awesome. I've probably gone through all of that without having my mum there and my partner there. Um, but I think just getting out and doing the normal things, you don't have to go straight back into living life the way you did before. I mean, it's been six years since my accident and I've only just gone back to work full-time, although I did have a baby in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but exactly. it's taken me a long time to want that working full-time, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just getting out and having a coffee with your best friend. Um, it's little things that I think help you start realising that your life's not over, it's just different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, and just surrounding yourself with supportive people. I like having a good combination of people that get my injury. So, like I was saying, those communities where um, other people do have disabilities, but then also being able to go and work for a company where I'm the only person that has a disability. Totally, um, yeah. So it's nice having a bit of a combination. Yeah, a bit of a balance where it's not all, yeah, all stuff about either. Like where, yeah, you've mm. got a bit of a balance of people that, yeah, have that mutual like understanding of everything that's going on. And then also yeah. just like, you know, mainstream, normal society, like mainstream society, I should say. Um, yeah, and just people that, yeah, where the, the whole thing is just getting your mind out of that space sometimes as well is good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel you. That's why, like, with my work as well, I really enjoy it because it's just in such a, a different realm of things that, like, otherwise it's just, like, all disability, all spinal. You kind of need something, I feel like you're saying, like, something super different to that to kind of, like, break things up and just have a balance in, in the life, I guess, as well. I asked Chloe, what was the biggest recovery goal she had in mind while coming to terms with her injury? To which she quickly answers, Having a baby. Yeah, wow, awesome. <laughs> I, it was one of the first things I asked after I knew that I, I'd had a big accident but still didn't mm. know really what was going on. The first thing I said was, can I still have kids? Because um, yeah. I didn't really know what I had damaged. I was all damaged. So what mm. has that done to my fertility? What, is that, um, what does that look like in terms of me having children? So um, I was always told that I wouldn't have a problem in terms of my spinal cord injury I shouldn't have a problem 
Um, And then uh, my partner and I conceived with Aurora. Um, Naturally, it was a surprise. Um, And she's my biggest achievement because I've learned so much just from having her and the limitations I've been able to overcome. And um, I am completely independent with her now and I don't need people to help me help her. And she knows how to help me help her. And um, Amazing. Yeah. While the specialist obstetrician who took care of Chloe during her pregnancy said there was a greater risk of her going into premature labour, she made it through the nine months and Aurora was delivered safely via C-section. So did you guys always plan to have a kid as well? Like it was always something you wanted? Yeah. yeah. We were both, um, I mean, now I'm 34, my partner's 38, and we wanted uh, to have to have babies and we were both working and, um, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever truly ready um, if you need to say, oh, I need to be financially ready or I need to be whatever the case, Mm. um, we thought, well, we're at a good age. So we just weren't um, uh, doing anything to stop getting pregnant. So we just thought if it happens, it happens. And it did. As well as having a baby, in the years since her injury, Chloe has also started her business, Beyond Adaptive. I was always trying to, if I couldn't do something, I thought, okay, what's out there to help me do that? And I just found that I was going on so many different websites and I'd be on eBay, I'd be on this adaptive product shop, I'd be on that shop and I could never just get everything from the one place. Yeah. So I just started thinking, well, I want to be that one-stop shop, I guess. And, I mean, I'm still trying to to get that I still wouldn't say I'm that one stop because um you know I don't have uh there's some exercise equipment that I'd like Mm. to try and stock to help people that are leaving rehab just set themselves up with like a little home home thing um so there's still little avenues I want to take but uh just to sort of help OTs and to to help people just coming out of hospital, um, there are these things available to help you do things. And yeah. it's not just spinal cord injury. It's from um, having arthritis um, to any kind of disability that, and I wanted to focus on um, limited hand function and mm. weak grip. So it, I do sell some um, specific wheelchair things and like door openers and stuff like that. Yeah. But um to focus on the hands yeah, was my yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's I feel like the biggest pain point, like both having like uh yeah, sea level injury. It's just like the most frustrating thing is like when something's like almost doable but not and like or it is but it's super, super thinly and it's like finding a way to get that a little bit easier is just like the best feeling exactly. ever. When you when you just like, hey, this can just take the same amount of time as anyone just with a simple change it's like so good. yeah and just opening a drink bottle I really don't want to use my teeth I'm sorry but yeah, yeah. a dentist is way more expensive than just a little bottle opener yeah totally and I've oh, got no so shame in having to use certain products I would rather use those and live my life independently yeah for sure and it just means like 
you can do everything that you want to do, but it's like, okay, you're just doing it a tiny bit different or a different way, but like, whatever, you're still doing it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. If you've got a product that can let you do it, like that's the best thing ever. I actually use a lot of uh, Beyond Adaptive stuff here, which is pretty cool. I've got all the handles and stuff. So sick, like actually saves my life so much. Like on the dishwasher, dish drawers, like just can't get it into it. So just rip them out. Perfect. So good. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think you're right. There's so many different... It's just like so fragmented in terms of like what's out there. It's like hard to find mm. the right things. Like, and even if something's not even specifically like disability related, it might be a really good product that would like just be really useful mm-hmm. for people to to have to see. So there's they're the best well, product too. Even just hooks, they have mm. they sell. Well, I now sell these um, stick-on hooks where you can put them on mirrors and tiles and so on, That's and it cool. just makes reaching certain things so much easier. Yeah, that's a good shout. I yeah. put them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whole bathroom's just covered in hooks. Just Yeah. And also, like, save so much room on, like, the sink or, like, on spaces where it's, yeah. like, okay, if you, like, knock it off, then, okay, it's gone. Like, whereas exactly. no, you can just hang it and they've got, like, good space for everything. So, yeah, that's what you and want And I've to got think. so much storage space in my bathroom, but I can't reach anything. Yeah, and yeah, I totally. just have one of those, like, tiny sinks where... You can fit your toothbrush and that's basically it. And a yeah. mirror because my mirrors are up here, of course, like above yeah. my head. Yeah. Um, so I have a little mirror next to my sink and then my toothbrush and then, okay, well, where do I put all my – I'm a woman, so I need all my <laughs> face products. Yeah, yeah. So I put, those, um, yeah, I put all those organisers next to me on the wall. Yeah, so good. Then I can so reach easy. them. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Such, yeah, some good, really good ideas, I reckon. Chloe also has some good ideas around how to travel after you've had a spinal cord injury and has the air miles to show for it. I know your partner is from Italy, right? And so you guys have been there a bunch of times. And I'm always daydreaming about going back over there. And so tips for like traveling overseas or I guess like what it's like to do it for people because I've done one overseas trip, but it was just like one plane flight and it was really like not that it didn't feel that like scary to do just one, but when it's like multiple, mm-hmm. you're going to a whole other side of the thing. It's they're speaking a different language. It's all happening. The disability things are all different. You don't know what you're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How, yeah. How was that like? And <laughs> I always call ahead or request some airlines, like you do it online. Um, I request, uh, what's it called? Assistance the mm-hmm. whole way through. So when we get to the, um, uh, obviously you put your bags all in at the beginning and then when we have the stopover someone comes to collect me and basically pushes us all the way to the next terminal mm. um, so they either push me or they help with bags because um, we've been to Italy twice since my accident but both times we've also had our daughter so we're mm. not just traveling with someone in a wheelchair we're traveling with a six-month-old the first time yeah. and a three-year-old the second time. Um, so we need someone to either take the bags or help with me. Yeah, there's just not enough hands for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the same happens like when we've arrived in Rome, someone's there waiting, they come and they help us go all the way to collect our bags and then from collecting our bags to wherever we need, like the car hire place or whatever. Mm. Um, I find it easier to get around 
because uh, we're going to my partner's town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you can just get some train that takes you straight there in a few hours. Yeah. Um, and then we want to be able to get around. So we find, and again, having a baby, we find it easier to hire a car. Yeah. I obviously can't drive it, um, but I'm sure in certain countries you'd be able to hire some accessible car. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so I get, uh, we use a car and then it's also don't have to worry about whether the train's accessible or the bus or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Not yeah. having to worry about that. Uh, I do take a few little things on planes. So I have this really low profile uh, honeycomb cushion that oh, yeah. I tend to use um, on the the seat of the plane. Um, it just it just feels better. Uh, I've got pretty good sensation, and um, it just stops my butt from getting too sore. Yeah. Um, Is that a beyond and- adaptive? Uh- Bit of gear or? Oh, my gosh, I should start selling them. There we go. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. Um, And then I pack a few little pillows like to put in my lumbar, like behind my back. I put little things like that in just to get comfy and I take neck pillows. My uh, Last year my partner teased me so much for having a whole bag of pillows. Yeah. But it's so good. (laughs) It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also take aspirin before the flight uh, and for a few days after just to um, help with the swelling. Oh, okay, yeah. Most people that are mobile get quite swollen um, on long flights. Mm. So for us where we don't have good circulation and we're not moving, um I tend to get very swollen. Yeah. So yeah. it just helps with that. Oh, and compression socks. Yeah. Okay. So they're a must. Yeah. Definitely compression socks. Um, but that, that's probably all my my little tricks. Yeah. Awesome. And what about like a shower chair slash commode? Do you take one or did you like rent them when you went there? Well, it's always something I toss up. I'm like, oh, you get a crap on yeah. there and then you get pressure injury or you'll get something or it won't they work. They tend properly. to be pretty crappy when you borrow hire them Mm. um I borrowed so where my partner lives uh or where his hometown is in Italy there happens to be another quadriplegic in the town so I managed to borrow an old one that he doesn't use anymore the only problem that was that it wasn't self-propelling so I kept having to get my partner to come in and like push me from the toilet to the shower and stuff yeah um I do like to use a commode if I'm staying somewhere more than kind of a weekend. Yeah. I do like to use a commode because I find it just better on my body and yeah. a little bit easier to do everything. Yeah. Um, if I go away for like a weekend, so I'm going to Melbourne in two weekends and I won't take anything and I won't hire anything. So I'll just yeah. go on the toilet, straight yeah. on the toilet. And then I just make sure they have a bench for the shower. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just those fold-down shower chairs are fine. Yeah. But I don't like using them for too long because, like, I always put a towel on them as well because they're way too hard. Yeah, okay. And it really hurts me. Yeah. So I put a towel down and then I just, I don't know, this is why I like a commode. I just feel like I can wash everything so much better and so much more efficiently 
Yeah. Whereas on these little shower benches, they're fine for one or two times and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a bit of a trade-off, hey, or like a toss-up if you take it or not. But, yeah, I guess it depends on how long you're going for and stuff too. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just dealing with like all this luggage and all this extra stuff for like one morning. <laughs> you're like, okay, what's the exactly. point? Exactly. Yeah. Before I got Googling cheap flights to Italy, Chloe and I wrapped up our chat with me asking her, is there anything she wished everyone knew about life with a spinal cord injury? Um, maybe just the independence. I have a lot of people that want to help where I don't need help or um, they just assume that I can't do certain things. Mm. Um, probably especially around raising kids, even making kids. They're probably yeah. that, oh, you're in a wheelchair, you can't have sex. Um, yeah. So, and I've had a few um, other mums tell me similar things, like when we're going to the park and, you know, I just take my my Baytech and um, I probably do more things than most of Aurora's friends um, yeah. do and they they say, oh, I can't believe how much you do with her and um, I don't even, sometimes I forget, like I've got one of my mum friends, she's like, oh, I keep forgetting that you're even in a wheelchair because, you know, we go to the pool every weekend together and I'll get in the pool with them and um, we go to the park and we do everything. I, I don't know. There's nothing that I don't do that they they do. Yeah, totally. So there's just certain, I don't know, certain houses that only have stairs that I can't go to or yeah. <laughs> certain things like yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah. But apart from those really obvious physical um, barriers, uh, <laughs> barriers, we I can do most things. Thanks, Chloe, for this awesome chat. I've put a link to Chloe's shop, Beyond Adaptive, in the show notes. That concludes season one of Life Rolls On. I hope you've enjoyed these chats with people that are living well after a life-changing injury. It's been so great to connect with some amazing people and see how everyone has found their way to a really positive place. If you're someone who's recently joined our community, I hope you've found some helpful advice and fresh perspectives on life after injury. You've got a lot to look forward to. Everything gets easier and life isn't over, even though it might feel tough right now. And to those listeners that love and support people in our community, I hope you've gained some insight into this experience. People who live with a spinal cord injury are just like anyone else. It's been awesome to hear that despite going through something so challenging, everyone's been able to move on and get up to some really cool stuff. Life Rolls On is hosted by me, Steve Ralph, and produced by Melanie Dimmon. This podcast is powered by Hira, a disability support platform connecting people like me with top-notch support workers. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Hira for supporting me in making this podcast. 